Welcome to What's on the Agenda Extra with Pat Conroy. I'm Melissa Hart with Dairy Agenda Today, and join us as we discuss random questions, current events, and cattle sales. Listen to this on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts and on Dairy Agenda Today. Headed to Mexico tomorrow. Yeah. What do we have to do in Mexico? Uh, just go through some numbers and stuff at the bull stud, and then uh, we got all of our salespeople coming to our office and stuff and we'll just have a little bit of a conference with all of them and get a bit of their feedback and then we have a like a motivational speaker guy coming in to get them revved up hopefully oh that's good how many salesmen do you have we got 24 5 6 maybe i forget exactly that's a lot i didn't quite a few yeah i didn't realize it was that big First of all, we'll start with our three random questions. Uh, What's your idea of a perfect day? My idea of a perfect day. Cold out, not warm. I I hate the warm weather. Oh, wow. Um, You've hated the last couple of weeks, then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have 10 below zero than 90 degrees and humid. Oh, my. Okay. And then a day you're making a profit. It's always a good day, isn't it? (laughs) I could have answered this question. I knew that was going to come into it. (laughs) Sometimes those days are pretty thin, though. Well, yeah, sometimes they get few and far between, and then you got to start, you know, stirring the pot and Mm -hmm. getting things moving again. So, but that's what makes it fun, right? Always enjoy the good challenge. So a perfect day for you is cold weather and making a profit. Cold, hard cash. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds good. So this is a really interesting question, and I don't know. You might not want to answer it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If you had to get a tattoo today, what would you get? I would not get one. So you don't have any tattoos? Hell no. I don't. Don't have one, I would not get one. That would be my answer. We can't even, like, entertain the thought of one? I never thought about it because I had no interest. Oh. <laughs> yes. So, I, I, don't, I don't know how to answer that. Okay. I, my answer would be I would never get one. I, I mean, not even, like, the American flag or, like, President Trump or... <laughs> uh... Okay, so obviously you're not going to get one. And you're not going to no. even entertain the thought of even, like, a temporary tattoo. Have you ever done those temporary tattoos with your kids? No, I think my wife, uh, I met when my son was young, my wife, I don't know if he'd get them at the fair or whatever, and he had one on, and I kind of chewed her ass. I said, take that shit off, and he doesn't need that. He's thinking he should get one when he's older. That's, yeah, that's funny. I I, I don't have a problem with it, it just, it ain't for me. You know, I tend to agree. I, I don't have any tattoos. I will never, never get one. I don't ever think I would get one unless something really changes drastically. But, uh, you know, that's a that's a trend that a lot of people have trended towards. I mean, it's kind of like Harley's. Everybody's got to have one. I don't know. It's yeah. it's a different kind of game. Yeah. I guess I can find other ways to piss away money. And <laughs> tattoo wouldn't, wouldn't be my first choice. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I I could think of a lot of ways to, to spend money. All right. So let's move on. If you could change one historic event, which one would it be? One historic event. Well, I think we all maybe know would like to change something from a couple of years ago. 
Which one would that be, Cowboy? <laughs> well, not having this idiot in office that we've got. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, and I figured yeah. you'd probably go that direction. So it, yeah. every day gets just a little bit worse. Yeah, I wouldn't say a little bit, a lot. Yeah. A lot worse. And I don't think anybody ever expected it to be this bad. I don't, well, even the people that voted for me. Well, yeah, I figured it was going to be a disaster. I mean, we knew what was going to happen, and we knew this disaster was going to come about. Now, people that were on the fence about it, hopefully they're realizing it now. Yeah, I I hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too. If they haven't realized it, then they have mental issues. Well, it, it it does make you wonder where they're what they're listening to day in and day out. Um, yeah. And you know as well as I do, you you listen to the same thing over and over and over again, and you believe it. Um, and and there are a lot of people that listen to stuff that's just not true, and uh, and they believe it. Yeah. And, and it's hard to get their mind around anything else but what they hear, and so. They and they don't and they want to argue with you, and you know there's just no convincing some people. Yeah, yeah. Usually know. those arguments are short lived because they they don't really know what they're talking about. It is what I find. Yeah. Yep, I agree. I've got one more question that I thought I would like to just just one more. If you could relive one day of your life, which one would it be? <sighs> I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I guess, yeah. Maybe they did the Holstein show at Madison. It was a very enjoyable two days, I guess. I know you asked for one day, but I guess maybe the cow day then. Uh, you know, that, that comes off to the top of my head, I guess, for the time being. I'll, get off the phone and think of something else likely, but. Well, that was a good day for the industry. And that's a day that I'll never forget when you name that cow champion. I was sitting ringside when she came around and, you know, we see, we sit ringside the whole time and watch the show. And you really don't, when you're taking pictures, you're not really not watching the show because there's just, you're always just taking pictures, but. I remember seeing the look on your face when you noticed her. I could tell right then, and I didn't say anything to anybody because I'm like, oh, I don't want to look like an idiot. But I could tell right then there was just something about her that you just just sparked you. I mean, you just looked at her like, where'd she come from? And by golly, you named her champion. And that was a really cool moment for for everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. It was a it was a chance for breeders to realize that they can still win. That you don't have to buy one, that you can raise one, and she doesn't have to be famous. She can be somebody that just kind of came along and wowed you. And mm-hmm. you know you had the courage to name her champion, and that doesn't always happen, but it happened that day, and it was really it was a really fun day for everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's a good pick. Okay, I thought we could talk about some sales. You know, you had mentioned that that's what brought you to Michigan, is you were here for the Michigan Spring Sale, and that's kind of how you ended up in northern Indiana. And I feel like 
the sales that we have now just don't compare to what we used to do. You know, it seems like Burton and Fellers, you know, they were like the kings of the splashy sales with the E.T. Cruise series, you know. Who would have ever thought that you would pay money to go on a cruise ship and then pay more money for embryos, right? And who would have thought that that idea would have even been possible? But, you know, they made that happen and... That, you know, the South Fork sale where they sold that cow for a million dollars and the Rolls Royce that Hardy's won and that was cool. And then they had the top 10 sale where the breeders would pick 10 of their best animals and put them in the sale. And they had, what, did they have 10 breeders or something like that? Or I don't remember what those, yeah. you know, exactly what that was. And of course there was that sale out there where they sold a bunch of Veronica's offspring and, and that kind of thing. And those are just, you know, and they had the, the runway and the, the, the facilities are beautiful and people are dressed up and it's fun. And, you know, I just feel like we just don't see those kinds of sales as much anymore. Yeah. I, it's funny you say that I, I get a bunch of old Holstein worlds and, Sometimes if I'm waiting on my vet to come or something, I thumb through uh, some of the older ones. And back, you know, many, many moons ago, they there was pictures of guys at sales. And they were, they were, you know, they had suits and ties and top hat on. They all come dressed up when they went to those sales, you know, back, you know, like 50s, 60s, 70s, you know. Yep. Back in those days, it, it really meant something to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know, maybe there, there's a sale every day, it seems, and I wonder if people just get a little burned out on it. I, I don't know. Well, that and, you know, the advent of Cow Buyer, which is, you know, that's great, and all the other venues that you can buy cattle online, it, that's been a really great thing for people. It's yeah. been a lifesaver uh, for a lot of sales that normally wouldn't have had the averages or the buyers that they've had. So it's been a good thing, but I also wonder if that's been the deterrent. I mean, you know, the Vieira sale this spring was a big deal. That was, again, just one of those big sales that that everybody enjoyed. And it was funny because everybody that went to that sale, did you go to that sale? No, I I didn't go to that sale, but I heard lots of good things about it. They created uh, an event out of it. Yeah, you know, I what well, was a sale a couple of years ago at Ruan had one. They, I wasn't at, at it either, but they said it was a good time. You know, they made uh, they made a good time out of it. it. Just wasn't in and out. And when people got to travel that far, you know, they want they want to stay for a, a day or two and sightsee or bring the spouse along and and enjoy it. Now they're I don't know. They seem just fast pace, in and out, done, move on to the next one. But when there's an event involved with it, they seem to go well. Well, yeah, because you know, you're, you were, back in those days, before the online stuff, you knew you were going to see somebody there. You knew you were going to have conversation with somebody. You know, maybe somebody that you hadn't seen in a while. Or somebody yeah. from that area. Or <laughs> even, even the state sales. It was a social event. Because everybody got together for the spring sale or the fall sale. You know, you just knew that even if you weren't going to buy something, you went to those sales and you wanted to socialize. You know, you yeah. you saw people that you wanted to talk to. And even if there were people in your state, 
uh, it was still an event and we weren't connected like we are today. And it's still an, it was still an event that you could go to and socialize with people and you didn't really want to miss out on that. And then sometimes you ended up buying something, but that Vieira sale, every single person that I saw, usually mostly online, I saw, I talked to a few people that went, but, oh, it was a great sale. So you sit back and you wonder, was it a great sale of cattle? I'm sure it was. I'm not doubting that. But I'm like, yeah. was it that great of a cattle sale? Or was it just because the event, you know, the music that they had and the the, the concert that they put on and that kind of yeah, thing? But it's a, lot, a lot of it's setting the mood, too, you know, they... If people are there and enjoying themselves, they're uh, they're gonna spend money, right? You know? Yeah, and I feel like the beef sales, the beef side of things, they still do that. You know, the, mm-hmm. you still see beef expos like state beef expos, and they've got the alcohol, and the people are there, and they're socializing, and they're having a good time, and and just everybody's. It's still it's still today still a big event for these people. Yep. You know, the, I, I'm not sure why they, it's still that way with them and not with us. I don't know. I suppose beef people have a little bit more time than dairymen do. You know, a lot of dairymen are going in between oh, yeah. milking times and that kind of thing. So, but yep. uh, the beef side of things, they still make it a big celebration. Have you ever went to the Foster's Seldom Rest? You ever <laughs> went to their sale in uh, Michigan there? Yes. I think it's second, second week of October. Yeah. We, yep, we went a couple years ago. Colder than, oh my word, it was so cold that day. I didn't plan on that. I did not plan, I didn't wear enough clothes. But that was another great, yeah, that was a great sale. They, even as cold as it was, everybody showed up. And of course the cattle were all in paddocks and, you you know, you could go out and look at them and and then come into the tent and have a drink and whatever. You've been to that sale then? I, I went, I don't know, it's been four or five years that I went. It was Will and Mark Yeager and Michael Heath. We went went to, Will's and Mark, they're kind of buddies with the guys. So we, we went to the sale there, I want to say four or five years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's different. They I mean, they had a, had stuff tied up and they, they sold through them and didn't take long. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know if they did it when you were there. They would sell half interest, right? So they would sell half interest and something, and then you you weren't given any more expense for for the course of that animal's show career. No board bills, no uh, show fees, any anything like that. And it's it's easier for them too because they ain't got to find a place to calve them out and milk them either, you know. Well, right. You did buy something there, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. We did buy. We did buy one, and then Will, Mark, and I, we ended up buying bought some bread huffers and stuff from them. Not during the sale, but uh, privately. That they're all out in Maryland at the moment. Well, didn't you have something go to Denver? That did, was it. You guys, or was it Michael that had something? Uh, yeah, that Michael did. Yeah, okay. I think it was a Hereford. Him and him and Mark and Will owned. Okay. Yeah. So you're not getting into the beef side of showing? Uh, I thought it'd be kind of neat, but it's, it is different, but I could never see myself just really getting tied up and really loving it because the dairy is what I like. 
would be a lot less hands-on for you, right? I mean, for the beef side of things. I mean, you would have to hire everything done. I mean, unless you know how to fit one. No, no, no. <laughs> it's way too complicated. No. No, it, it looks neat. I like when they're all done up. It's pretty impressive. I went to Denver one year and watched the show, and it was it's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, yeah, beef shows are fun to watch. Yeah. I've always enjoyed that. We've been to Denver and... And uh, I'd like to go to Oklahoma City now. That, I mean, Denver's pretty much over with, I guess, since COVID. They kind of, it's kind of gone downhill. But uh, Oklahoma City's kind of taken over now for that. But those, right. yeah, those shows are fun to watch. It's just, it's amazing to me how much plunder they have to bring to the show. Well, I was just at the Ohio State Fair, and you see all the plunder they bring in for two or three head and. And the people, you know, there's a lot of people. There's just a lot of money spent on that. A lot of money spent on that. Just the showing yeah. part of it. So, so yeah, if you were to get into that, you'd have to hire all that done and just, you know, be one of those big guys up in the stands watching it. Yeah. It's interesting, but I, I just can't see myself being extremely passionate about it. Right. Not enough to go breed one or have a herd or anything like that well we we kind of we do i guess have a herd i don't know how many are total there is uh with will and mark well what are you doing with them i don't really know i need to probably go out there and see them there's i don't know 30 some head probably oh my word you do have a herd yeah do you have a prefix no i i don't know much what's going on like i said i need to go uh go out there and see what our inventory is oh so what we're doing basically is we've got the herd you're breeding them they're calving yeah that's what we know and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's there <laughs> yeah well you need to go out find out and then report back <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean do you even have like you don't even have a prefix you don't have like a i don't know what it would even be but do you have nothing oh. like that Okay. I guess I, I looked at it as an investment. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 You better check on your investment. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those beef sales, you know, I think they still do that kind of stuff on the sales side, on this, the splashy sales um, on that beef side more than they do for the Holsteins or for dairy anyway. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and I think it's probably not affected it. I don't know. Do you think it's affected it too much? I mean, the lack of splashy presentation, do you think that's hurt this, the actual bottom line? No, I, I don't think. I mean, if, if every sale was the same and then every sale had a great big event with it, people would just get burnt out on it, I think. You know, but like when they have to travel a little bit and like I was saying, I think if you could make a little bit of a, an event out of it and there's other things to do. They, they tend to go a little better. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, the year of sale isn't something they do every single year, or the, the Ruan sale isn't something they do every year. You know, it's they're few and far between, so people look forward to it. Yeah. So think back on all the, you used to work quite a few sales, right? Yeah. Think back on one of the, a few yeah. of those. What were some of the best ones that you've worked uh, Ocean View, probably. We, I think there's two sales we did there. Uh, they were a lot of fun. Hey, can you really see the ocean from their farm? Is that why it's called Ocean? I mean, that seems like a dumb question, but I've never been there. 
no, no. I don't know what to say. I think Pam Lewis told me it's a, it's a vineyard now. Oh, okay. I think, okay. don't, don't uh, quote me on this, but I think that farm's all a vineyard at the moment. But it, we, I think there was two sales we did there. We, we had a lot of fun there. Um, and... You know, Hank Van Axel had a sale. I don't couldn't even tell you the year. We were we were pretty young back then, and that was a good time. Um, we always did, we did those King's Bell sales. There was a lot of cattle, and we had no almost no help, so we worked like crazy. Uh, but you look back on it, and, and you know we we did have a good time doing it. Yeah, that was a good run. They they had a good run there for a while. He had quite a place, right? Like, like the yeah. the house I heard was quite extravagant. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know what's going on with that place. Do you know? No. But yeah, they had a good run, Kings Mill down there. They had a, that was a good time, you know? Yeah. And, and sometimes you think, you know, those things will never end and, and then they do, you know, and, and sometimes tragically. Yeah. I don't know. And then, you you know, you have people like Don Bennett at North Florida Holsteins where it just keeps going and going and going, you know. They yeah. just have a long, long-lasting, you know, legacy there, and they just keep going. Like Green yeah. Meadows up here in Michigan, you know, they just celebrated 100 years. It's it's hard, yeah. hard to believe that. And they just keep going and doing more things and developing different stuff that's going on up there. I mean, now they're going to get into, I mean, they had one methane digester, but now they're going to do some other different kind of methane digester. I'm not sure. I don't remember what that technology is, but. Are they still one of the bigger herds registered? Yeah, they are the largest registered Holstein herd. Yes. With, uh, with the prefix, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew they were at one point. I just didn't know if someone else uh, took off their roster or not. I'm pretty sure they still are. Yeah. Yeah. I, it don't hold me to that, though. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, they just celebrated that 100 mark. And, you know, and there again, it started with a, a, a guy when they were trying to clean out the stall barn. I don't know if you've been there. But, uh, you know, the old stall barn, they were cleaning that out so that they could present stuff in there and, you know, set things up, pictures and historical stuff and that kind of thing. They went up into the attic of the milk house, which attached to the milk house was the office. And they went up into the attic and found all sorts of stuff from Merle and letters that he had written to his mom, letters that he had written, and they had these presented out there, letters that he had written to people like... Um, he wanted to buy hogs, breeding hogs, and he would just write letters to people in different states saying, uh, sir, I'd like to purchase three breeding gilts and I want your finest ones and that kind of stuff. And he was like 14. (laughs) It's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. He was just young when, and they've got all of these letters right there, the original stuff. And they found all that stuff. They couldn't believe it. It was it's such a gold mine of history of Merle when he was just a teenager, and how he right. yeah, and how he started that when he was so young and just kept going, just kept rolling. And they built the they built one of the barns with um, POW prisoners, uh, yeah. and they it was just amazing the different stuff that they found that none of them had any idea about. And, and then, you know, how it's still going today. I mean, 
it's really cool how his business acumen was transferred down to his sons and is now down in his grandsons. Mm-hmm. You know that doesn't always happen, right? Yeah, no, for sure it doesn't. What are they, what are they three, 3,000? How many had are Yeah, I think there's 3,000, yeah. Then we'll get yeah, 3,000, yeah. yeah. So that just, that kind of stuff just doesn't happen every day. Craig is taking it over and he's, and they just keep going and going and, yep. and developing. And, and Velmer said, you always got to have something new. You always got to be doing something new, you know, always looking for a new project or new technology or, you know, he wants to adopt something new all the time. And that's what's kept him going, I suppose. There's not that many out there. I don't know if you've come up against that many herds out there that are that long with that many generations that continue to improve and move. No, there, there isn't many. Yeah, that move forward like that. Yep. And and the other thing is they continue to show. I mean, Velmer loves to show. Mm-hmm. He's you know he's got some Swiss that he's um, showing with his grandkids and. He's got the whole scene. They they participate in every single show. Uh, They haven't missed one in years. And they just continue to support the purebred side and support the commercial side and adopt new technology. You know, they kind of do it all, which is rare. Mm -hmm. I think they just put, didn't they put in a new parlor? I think they finished it up maybe the spring moss. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's a yeah. A lot of buildings around there. There are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of buildings and a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's fun. It's fun. And that was the other thing with Moss McCulley going there to, mm-hmm. you know, take over the spot of, that Ike Hunt held for so many years. Velmer said, we're just really excited. We got a show guy in here that knows how to show cows. And, and so he was really excited about them that moss taking over the herd and mm-hmm. I guess I just didn't expect somebody like that to be excited about him being able to take care of show cattle. You know, that's just not the first thing that you hear somebody excited about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if a herd that size. Right. Right. So yeah. let's look to the future on these sales. Where do you see things going from, from here? Things went well this spring as far as sales go, and, and um, do you see them holding up here in the next six months? Or I know futures, we talked about futures last time. Neither one of us know as much yeah. about them as we wish we did. Did you study up on that? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say studied up on it, <laughs> but uh, I, I only pay attention to them almost every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, don't know, I hope they stay strong. Milk obviously has dropped off quite a bit from what it was and but hopefully there's some residual money left over that'll flow into the sales sector and it'll continue to do well for the rest of the year into the spring and although this it's been a, it's been a breath of fresh air i guess i you know you're out and about a lot and you can just tell people uh in the registered sector a little more happy about what's what's going on they got uh something to strive for a little bit now you, you know what i'm saying uh they'll put a little more effort into maybe something will sell good in the sale or they might get it sold at a show and 
at least that's what I find. People are uh, got a little more ambition to them about it. Yeah, and milk prices always help that. Well, yeah, for hundred percent. Yeah. You know, when you're getting slaughtered every day, no one wants to, you know, sending one of your favorite heifers to a sale to sell it for twelve hundred dollars. You know, who, who can get excited for that? No. Yeah. The other side of that coin is there's so many nice herds selling out nowadays because they should. You know, they want to retire, and now's a good time to sell out. I hate to see that, but I understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there has been. And they're a little more easy about doing it now than, than they were a year or two years ago. You know, when they were getting nothing for their cattle, and you seen this was third or fourth generation farm had to get rid of them they you know they don't want to but they realize they have to right you know i know there's a couple sales in ohio that are coming up and mostly it's because they just don't have another generation to come on and and take over the farm if they did they'd they'd stick around they're solid you know they're solid herds but they they just know that it's just going to end it soon and now's the time to sell out you know good for them but doggone it's i just hate to see that you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, we've lost a ton of breeder herds in yeah. the last five years. Yeah. Lots of them. You know, those, those are the guys that really supported state sales and that sort of thing because they would go spend three to five to seven on a on a heifer or a young cow or something in those sales just to bring something new into the barn. And we've lost a lot of those guys. Yep, we sure have. There's still quite a few out there. I think sometimes I know that I will look at the negative and and think, oh man, there's nobody left. There are. You know how you know as well as I do. You go up into New York, and there's a yeah. lot of stall barns filled with a lot of cows. Yeah, New York, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's yeah. they're still out there, which is which is good, but. Um, yeah, it's it's hard when you lose some of those nice herds, um, like you said, the breeder herds. But good for them. I mean, they might as well sell now than any other time. It's a good time for them. So it's a wise choice and mm-hmm. move on from there. So until the grandkids come along and then they want to show a heifer and then they got heifers back and then they're out in the show ring again. So, <laughs> Which is good. Well, is anything else new going on that we need to talk about? Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say too much new. Um, day-to-day operations, I guess. And that'll do it with our DAT Extra with Pat Conroy, otherwise known as Cowboy. Listen to our podcast on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And if you liked it, take a screenshot and share it on your social media pages. Until next time, hope you have a great day.